Hello and welcome to Sharp China. I'm Andrew Sharp, and you are listening to a free preview of today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sharp China. I'm Andrew Sharp, and on the other line, Bill Bishop. Bill, how you doing? Good. Hey, Andrew. Hi, everybody. Happy Year of the Dragon, or as some want to call it, Happy Year of the Long. Yeah.、Um, yes, I wasn't sure how to pronounce long,、uh, but I was wondering whether we could call it Year of the Dragon here on the podcast. Uh, yes, and and my mother, my 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 mother-in-law's surname is Long, and I'm not going to go with Year of Mother-in-Law.、So、I'm going with Year <laughs> of the Dragon, as much as I like her. <laughs> Perfectly acceptable rationale there. I I think even she can't argue with that. So <laughs> there you go. Well, Happy New Year to everyone, and、uh, it's great to be back. You know, we've got. A full docket today. It's going to be a U.S.-China themed show. Just a bunch of news from the past week that hits on several different aspects of the current relationship. So let's start in Europe.、Uh, this past weekend, Foreign Minister Wang Yi met with Anthony Blinken on the sidelines of the Munich Security Forum, and then there was also a meeting between Minister of Public Security Wang Xiaohong. Who met with the U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas in Vienna? Now, media reports from both of those meetings hit all the typical beats we see in readouts.、Uh, but the readouts also mention that the PRC side is demanding that the U.S. stop the detainment of Chinese students entering the U.S. to study. Have you seen that raised in official meetings elsewhere? Uh, well, there's been a lot of commentary in official media about、uh, a recent spate of PRC students being taken aside for like a secondary interrogation, secondary secondary questioning、uh, when entering the U.S. on valid visas. It's mo- it's been both students as well as some scholars,、uh, and it seems to have been mostly, but not entirely, mostly happening at Dulles Airport. Yeah,、um, and so this has been something that the PRC side has been. Becoming more vocal about over the last several weeks, and it was interesting to see in this meeting between the DHS secretary on the U.S. side and the Minister of Public Security Wang Xiaohong on the Chinese side. That was one of several requests that、um, the Minister of Public Security made, and of course, Mayorkas DHS is one that oversees the border checkpoints, the immigration、right. checkpoints. So, so he is the he he is the right the, person to talk to. He is、sure. the minister in charge. He's the relevant organ for this、uh, particular issue.、Um, yeah, the Chinese are trying to push to get resolved. We'll see. You know, it, it. It. The Chinese side has been saying this is, you know, the San Francisco vision that came out of the Woodside Summit last November, and resuming people-to-people exchanges, and this flies in the face of San Francisco vision.、Um, it, you know, what's been happening basically, you've had a series of students who come to the U.S. on valid visas, and then have written up their、uh, some nightmarish sort of experiences of being pulled aside, interrogated for six hours, and then actually being having their visa. Uh, avoided and sent back to China. Yeah, and you know, and it seems from what we see publicly, it seems capricious.、Uh, you know, you, 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 the the border folks have the ability to to invalidate any visa. Just because you have a visa doesn't mean you have a right. Doesn't mean you automatically get into the country.、Mm-hmm. Um, you still have to pass that check at immigration. And it was interesting on the Chinese side. They basically said the people saying try and avoid Dulles Airport. And so it's like, is Dulles? Is there something particular? Extra vigilant, the, yeah. Extra vigilant or particular individuals at, the, at Dulles who are more focused on this?、Um, is it more capricious than sort of a broader policy? It, it isn't at all clear what's going on. It also isn't at all clear what's really constructive about it. From you know what the U.S. gets out of this kind of treatment, and certainly on the Chinese side, they are. 
um, blowing it up to talk about, you know, look, the U.S. is unfriendly. The, you know, the U.S. is you know, discriminating against PRC students. And, you know, the fact is, is that they first have to get their visas from the State Department. Mm-hmm. And I think it is harder now if they're studying in certain like STEM related areas that are considered sensitive. Um, you know, the State Department gives them the visa. The DHS then has its ability to, to, to block their entry. And that appears to be what they're doing in some cases. And so, again, I think it, it just is a uh, it, it's something that the Chinese side has really been pretty actively publicizing. And so to have it raised up to this level, I think they they must believe that, um, you know, they push it into the official channels. They um, wrap it up around sort of this goes this violates the spirit of the San Francisco vision that, you know, supposedly Biden and she agreed to in November that maybe the U.S., the DHS side will back off. We'll right. see. I know, for for example, last year there was a deal that was worked out between the U.S. and Chinese side to approve new journalist visas on both sides to get more journalists in uh, U.S. passport holding journalists into China and more PRC journalists into the U.S. Okay. Um, and both sides had actually agreed, except on the U.S. side, it was the DHS that blew it up, from my understanding. Interesting, um, and, yeah. And so it's not, it's not clear that... Uh, parts of the uh, uh, Biden administration can control the DHS either. So we'll see if anything comes out of this. Yeah, I mean, it's just been an odd story over the last six weeks or so. It seems like it's been a real point of emphasis on the Chinese side. And I'll read from NBC here. They write, the Chinese government has protested to the United States over the treatment of Chinese arriving to study in America, saying some have been interrogated for hours, had their electronic devices checked, and in some cases were forcibly deported from the country. Xia Feng, the Chinese ambassador in Washington, said dozens of Chinese holding valid visas had, have been denied entry over the past few months when returning to school from overseas travel or visiting relatives in China, according to a post on the Chinese embassy website. Quote, when they landed at the airport, what awaited them was an eight hour long interrogation by officers who prohibited them from contacting their parents, made groundless accusations against them and even forcibly repatriated them and banned their entry, he said. This is absolutely unacceptable. Um, And I think part of what's difficult to parse hearing those accusations is, you know, absolutely, it's not productive to engage in that behavior if you're talking about just capriciously harassing PRC students. I mean, it all looks pretty paranoid. But I also haven't seen any sort of official explanation from the U.S. that would explain the rationale of Homeland Security. And so maybe there is no rationale there. um, But if there was a rational, reasonable basis for the questioning, we just have no idea what it was, unless I'm missing something. No, we we don't. And again, under U.S. law, the agents, the DHS uh, uh, officers are acting, you know, legally. They can do this, that they have that this is within their purview. Yeah. Um, and so we don't know if they have non-public information about these people, or the, these people trying to come in the country that would flag them as more problematic or if it's something more capricious. Um, you know, it doesn't look great. The flip side, of course, is that, you know, there have been U.S. passport holders who have gone to China with valid visas and been denied entry or have been hassled. Right. Um, the exit the ban harassment and, over the last well, several years. Well, too. and that's I mean, ent- entry, too. But I mean, that's a that's a great point, which is honestly, you know, if out of this Mayorkas, Wang Xiaohong meeting, you know, the U.S. is going to say, OK, you know, what, we're going to tell these DHS officers to, to you know, to stand down and mm-hmm. be nicer to PRC passport holders with valid student visas or think tankers, you know, because we've also had. Chinese scholars going through similar kinds of treatment at the border. You know, the U.S. honestly 
shouldn't just be, yeah, okay, we'll change that. It should be like, yeah, okay, well, here's a list of all the Americans exit banned in China without any charges against them. So it would be great if you right. on the Chinese side could release these Americans and let them go home since they're not actually charged for anything. And then we could have a broader conversation. Probably not how it would go. Um, and so the question will be interesting to see if whether or not these border interrogations slow down or, you know, their top level, uh, an order comes down from Mallorca's for these folks to stand down. We'll see. I think quite honestly, you know, Mallorca's was just impeached by the House and is going to go on some sort of short trial in Senate. I don't think, you know, he's not going to get impeached. Officially, not going to get removed from office. But I think if, if he were to suddenly tell all the agents to stand down and be nicer to PRC passport holders and stop asking questions, that would probably leak. Someone would leak it. And then there would be an entire, you know, one spec, one side of the spectrum in the U.S. media and Congress would go nuts over that, too. So, yeah, I think it's kind of messy. And I don't, you know, maybe there'll be some moderation, but I don't think this is this meeting is going to lead to like this problem or this issue going away. All right. And that is the end of the free preview. If you'd like to hear the rest of today's conversation and get access to full episodes of Sharp China each week, you can go to your show notes and subscribe to either Bill's newsletter, Cynicism, or the Stratechery Bundle, which includes several other podcasts from me and daily writing from my friend Ben Thompson. I'm an incredibly biased news consumer, so I think both are indispensable resources. But either way, Bill and I are going to be here every week talking all things China, and we would love to have you on board. So check out your show notes, subscribe, and we will talk to you soon. 